time. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another nerdy podcast with Neba and Danny. My name is Neba. And my name is Danny. And this is the second podcast in our series of weekly nerdisms, where we will get together to talk about uh, gaming, movies, pop culture, all that. And all things nerdy and and fun. And all that things that we love to uh, talk about. But uh, as always, as we like to start off our show, we're going to start with the watching and playing. However, last week as we started with watching, we're going to start off with the playing this week. I like that. Yes, and Danny, we both have been actually playing a specific game this week. Uh, Not uh, together. Not together, though, but we did play it. Well, well, who knows? Maybe, no, no, no. maybe I did play against you, but the game is a multiplayer web game, and it goes by the name of Slither.io, or Slitherio. Slitherio. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Slitherio is a follow-up to Agario, last year's uh, kind of smash uh, multiplayer game. The simple concept is you start off as a worm, very small worm, and there are dots around the place. And you then collect dots to make your worm bigger. It's How- it's a very mobile game. But it feels th- like a mobile game. Yeah, very, very actually very mobile-ish. However, what uh, we the way that it works is that there are worms, and those worms in uh, are other players, and those worms you can kill. All you have to do is get those worms to run into you. It feels like Snake. That's it the is. best way I can describe it's it. It's multiplayer Snake. It's Snake slash Tron. Yeah, actually, that is actually probably the best comparison I think I've heard of that game so far. Thank you, I'm here all week. Yeah, and um, if you kill them, they drop mega orbs, as I like to call them. (laughs) And uh, those (laughs) mega orbs then uh, basically allow you to grow even bigger and bigger. And essentially, Danny, this game is virtual crack. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, (laughs) It's... Definitely virtual crack. There's, There's no ifs, buts, or maybes about it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's one of those games where when I first picked it up, I kind of knew immediately that I was about to hate myself because <laughs> I find that I knew I was going to be putting a lot of effort into this game. And because it's got the scoreboard and you're looking at that scoreboard and you just go, I know I can make it into the top 10. So I know I can get there. And you just It's die. a modern day wow, I think. What wow used to be. This is it. I think wow light in the sense of that you you kind of <laughs> yep. get you know you yep. you get you you get wow your light. your kicks oh, really quickly. But I know in a month's time this game's probably going to fade out of uh, everyone's mind frame. But at the moment it's getting a lot of play. Snake snake slash Tron slash wow. Yeah, uh, let's go with that. I let's, think you know the wow's a bit of a stretch, but uh, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> uh, but just a little. That's a little <laughs> what have you been playing though? Um, apart from that. I've been playing a game that I know you're a big fan of, mm-hmm. Rocket League. Oh, we brought you over to the dark side, did we? Yeah, I've, uh, I've I've turned, I've turned, and I don't know how I feel about it. How many hours have you sunk in in your first week? That's the- more than I care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> not too much, not too much. I only started playing it on I think Friday night. Yep, and I've only clocked up maybe fifteen. Okay, okay. So, uh, did you go through the training? Did you get into the multiplayer? There's training? There is training. You missed <laughs> no, the training. I missed the training. I just started playing. Oh, okay. Well, yes. Go do the training because the training certainly does help you. There is all these training teaching you like how to how to score, how to actually block, how to actually use the controller. Do you use mouse and keyboard or do you use I'm a an controller? Xbox guy? Yeah, so do I. So, My controller sitting right next to me. So. Yeah, I, I definitely use a controller, and it's really. I figured it out on the go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I figured things out accidentally. Oh, that's how you do that. Oh, did it, did it, how long did it take you to figure out you can double jump and direction switch? Um, the double jump was straight away. The direction switch was my third game. Okay, yeah. So you see someone do it and you're just like, what the hell did they I just do? I want to do that. I want to do a backflip. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't played Rocket League, of course, we talked about last week, essentially jet-powered rocket cars playing soccer. and uh, Basketball soon. Yeah, no, well, no, that got released today. That got released today, and I've already sunk in an hour and a half into hoops. When did you have the time? I don't like to admit that either. If you don't, <laughs> but essentially it's two on two, and there is a hoop, and the ball will not go under the hoop. If you yeah. hit the ring of the hoop, it kind of it will angle it towards the hoop, the okay. actual the the ring. And so you have to to score. You have to get the ball above the ring and shoot it. Can in. you do 3v3 or 4v4? No, only 2v2 at the oh, moment. Wow. However, it is a smaller court, so it's not as big as the general the general one. I don't know how I feel about this. But that's only if you're playing online with their matchmaking. If you were to actually play a private game, there's no reason why you couldn't play hoops more than 3v3. Speaking of Rocket League, GameStar, the shoutcasting organization that I'm part of, we've actually uh, we're starting our own competition. Ooh, that sounds fun. It's called the uh, GameStar Rocket League. The GRL. I, I do like Rocket League. It's You've a girl. The girl. 
And, uh, of course, we, because it's the GRL, we had to give our hashtag, hey girl. Of course. Hey, um, hey, is there any other hashtag that would suffice? No, I don't think so. I'd like to take all credit for this one, because it was me that actually came up with it. Correct. So, uh, I'm taking all credit for that one. Uh, but this is going to be pretty epic. 16 teams in Australia in the off-season going head-to-head. It's the best. We've actually got a couple of the best teams already that have already signed up, so... We'll see how that one goes. So is it still too late for me to sign up? No. There's an open qualifier going on uh, for the six teams. If you want, there's six. So we've invited 10 teams. Six teams then play in an open, or 12 teams will play in an open qualifier for the remaining six slots. Over four weeks, you play in your groups. Top two from each group make it out. And then you play in a grand final. You play in a final series leading towards the uh, the big grand final. And uh, then... Basically, this is the first competition outside of the nationals, the ones that I was at last weekend or the weekend before. And um, that was essentially, this is the first comp where we've got the pros basically in on it. So it should be good. That's great. Me and my friends are pretty terrible. That's okay. We're pretty bad. So am I. You're moving on though. So uh, look. Well, bef- before we finish off on games. Yes. I believe you've uh, received a little little present. Ah, uh, yes. I oh, look. I didn't want to bring it up, but uh, look, it was my birthday on Friday. And yay! Happy birthday! <laughs> and uh, yay for getting another year older into my late twenties. But that's okay. We won't tell you how late that is. But um, as such, I've actually my birthday board game total came to six. Six. I got six board games. Okay. For my birthday. Laid out. What did, what did okay, you so I've got a game called Takanoko, which is a four-player game. We won't worry about that. Haven't played it yet. <laughs> okay, what else we got? We've got Dice Town, which is yep. a five-player kind of variation on Light Ice. Haven't played it yet. Won't go into it. Okay. Then we've got uh, One Night Ultimate Werewolf and Ultimate Werewolf, which are kind of uh, multiplayer up to... Well, Ultimate Werewolf can be played with up to 75 players. 75 players? 75 players. I've, Take- just, I've been after a game where I can play with me and my 74 friends. That sounds like the perfect choice. Well, now, Danny, you have the uh, the <laughs> option that you want. But One Night Ultimate Werewolf is its short, is its brother, and it's a shorter version. So same game universe, but only takes about 5 to 10 minutes to play. Wow. Um, I've got a game called Concept, which is basically like if you can imagine Pictionary, but instead of drawing things, you're putting tokens on icons. Trying, It's like, kind of like... I love um, Pictionary. It's like Emoticon the game, right? You know, you've got things trying to decipher what the message is. Is that a hot dog smiley face? What does that mean? I, I don't know. And the final one I got was a little card-based game called Saboteur, where we're all dwarves mining for gold, and but oh. there could be people who are against us, and they are the saboteurs, Ooh. you know. So they were good fun. Dwarves people. mining, that seems out of character. Yeah, so I actually kind of, I played those throughout the weekend. That was actually more that I played. Thankfully, they were my break from the crack that was Slitherio, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I got, but uh, that's what we've been playing. Let's get on to what we've been watching, and Danny, we like to start off with you in this segment. We do like to start off with me. I've been watching a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I marathoned the entire second season of How to Get Away with Murder. Oh. It hit Netflix recently. Really? Yes. There you go. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, yeah? It was uh, fantastic and mysterious. Yep. And how bad is that? The, uh, the I don't know, but I'm still going to shut it. Yeah, I think that's a smart move. There's, there's, there is a there's dog out, door, out the back barking, so I'm just going to shut up my window and hopefully we can... Uh, and yeah, I, I, have you ever seen How to, how to Get Away no, with Murder? No, I haven't. People keep telling me that I should, but again, I've it's, just... It's pretty short. The seasons are pretty short. It's so only they're, 10 they're, episodes, I believe, I per season? 12 for the first one, 15 for the second right, one. Right, okay. So they're small, they're bite-sized, but each episode ends on a nice nice little cliff. Are they only half an hour episodes? No, they're 40 minutes or 45 minutes, okay. so it's, it's a full drama, if you could okay. say it like that. But the other thing I want to talk about, right and let's just bypass how to get away with murder. I mean, that's all well and good, but what came out yesterday? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is back. Yeah, I, I'll admit, I watched it too. I was straight onto it. And I will admit, I didn't see the last two episodes of season five. I know what happened because the internet is the internet and you kind of get spoiled as much as you want to try We're and stay away from it. We're going to have to cut the podcast here. We're going to be back in two hours after Nee has seen both of them. Ding. Please hold. <laughs> you didn't see the last two no, episodes. I, I, I tell you, I don't know what it was, but I think I burned myself out because I consumed season four before the start of season five. Wow! And then I watched season five directly into it week by week. And then for some reason, I don't know why I didn't watch it. Yeah. I think it was around the time this time last year where me and uh, I proposed to my wife. 
my now wife. I was going to say, was you were proposing to your wife then, or she's your wife now? But no, I actually no, I didn't propose to her this time last year. That was two years ago. She'll kill me for saying that. But no, we were in, we would we would. <laughs> Let's hope she doesn't listen to no, this no. episode. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, but we were knee deep in uh, planning for our wedding at that stage. As you well. know what? I'll, I'll let it slide this once, but if it happens again this year, well, be I'm 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 currently on. I mean, I've I watched the first episode. Yep. Pretty quickly, and everything made sense. Everything made sense. I mean, pretty you much. Any questions? I well, there was a couple of questions where I was kind of like, "Is who's that guy? Is that guy this?" But like, I never didn't have a point to start with. I'm like, "Did that happen because of this?" And George, I've seen every episode two or three times. I still have that exact same question almost yeah. every episode. Yeah, but uh, I was actually doing pretty well though, um, and I, I enjoyed job. it. I mean, it was a good good opening for Game of Thrones season. Kind of, it didn't really very it, solid, it, it, very it, solid in. And dark and, and slow and dour. I really like that. It's yeah. it's a great great reintroduction. Yeah, it is, and it kind of let you know of you know this is kind of where the plot line is going. Still got those yep. multiple plot lines, but you kind of, I think you can kind of see where it's going now. Like you know, with the where Arya Stark is yeah. doing her stuff, and then you've got the you know you've got the sister um, across the way, and she's doing her you know all of her stuff. And what I really liked about it mm-hmm. is, especially because I haven't. Um, I mean, the books don't exist, so I haven't read past really what we're seeing. Yeah. So this is the first time I've been uh, super, super unknowing of, of what's going to yeah. happen. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm edging my seat. Yeah, I think it's one of those things as well, whereas I never read the books. I just kind of went into it fresh. Um, oh, I, I wanted to read it, but then part of me kind of just went, eh, stuff the books. I'm just going to yeah. just watch it and just be a watcher. And not that I have anything against the books, but I think they should be taken as two separate universes. Oh, absolutely. Thing. Absolutely. They're, so, they're best consumed separately, I think. They, yeah. they help inform each other and help each other and add a bit more context yeah. to, to each other, but they're, they're very separate, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's something that should be done. But I'm looking forward to next week and the next 10 weeks of trying to see who's going to die and who's going to make me cry. And, well, <laughs> you know, how it all kind of goes. Um, but uh, look, I'll tell you what, on top of... Uh, but uh, on top of that, of Game of Thrones, I went ahead and I introduced my wife to a true classic this weekend. I started watching... No, another true classic. <laughs> and, uh, well, considering we're talking about pop culture, I started off watching a documentary, as I normally do, whilst I was ironing the clothes and doing yep. my weekly chores, yep. called Back in Time. I've seen it. It's it is Netflix. the Back to the Future documentary and if you've seen if you haven't watched it should totally do it goes through a lot well, of the, the it's, it's the more of an exploration of the the fandom yeah and the effect that back to the future has had on people more yeah. so than a, even a documentary on the the films themselves yeah that's very much true and so whilst i was watching it about 15 minutes out from the end of this documentary my wife said i really want to watch these movies now and i immediately quit the documentary <laughs> and started watching back to the future number 1 you made the right choice i made the right choice Absolutely. and then i tell you how i know i made the right choice she watched 2 and 3 back to back she watched as all, they were intended as to they be were seen. so we watched 1 and then 2 then we watched game of thrones because we had to watch game of thrones of and then we she watched number 3 directly after that and so i was a little i was i have to admit i was a proud husband this day bringing my bringing my wife into this world of Back to the Future, and I think, and it was also good for me to reconnect with those movies as well. Yep. I will admit, I don't really watch Number One that often. Yep. I know Number One is the classic and it's the original, and it's probably it's a great story. But I was, as a kid growing up, I always enjoyed Two or Three more than I did Number yeah, One. Yeah, I enjoyed Two a lot as a kid. Yeah, and then I started enjoying the first one more, and yep. now as an adult, I think I appreciate the third one more than any other. Yeah, and so which is the opposite order that I would have said when I first saw them. Yeah, exactly right, and. Given that, I've found a new love for Back to the Future, and um, realistically, I just it makes me realize how cool that the DeLorean is all over again. Oh, it's so good. It is just the best car. But other than that, and other than those two things that we had to watch, I did my homework, Danny. You did your homework. I did my homework. I sucked it up. Congratulations, and, I watched, and, and thank I you. I watched Ant-Man. And? And I was very surprised. <laughs> I really enjoyed the movie. Like I didn't it's think I would. Good. I didn't think I wouldn't enjoy the movie. But I all kind of almost thought I'd kind of be, yeah, you know, it's good. But He's I re- so charming. But I re oh, he is. Paul Rudd is a fantastic Ant Man, and I think the way that the story kept moving for me, one of the things of the was that you know the heist feel of the movie of how they're all talking to it each other. It was a heist. It was a heist film. Beginning, yeah. middle, end. The whole thing was a heist film. And that's the thing, Michael Pena's character. I didn't. I, I, I didn't think. Like, you mean the star of the movie? I didn't think he was going to be that bumbling friend, right? And then I'm just watching him going, "Okay, yeah, right, I'm with this." And um, 
you know, Michael Douglas did very well uh, being Michael Douglas. That well, was... he, he brought the gravitas that the film needed. Yeah, he did. And there was a lot of things that I really enjoyed about that movie. If you haven't seen it, you should. I One of the things I really enjoyed, and it was right at the beginning, is just yep. showing you the the building of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, when... The Triskillian. Yeah, that. And there's like... And when Hydra is still working their way yep, through. And yep. it's, it's only a, a minute-long section where, you know, Hank Pym comes in, beats up a dude, you know, drops the mic and says, I'm out. With Agent Carter yeah, as with, well? Yeah, and Agent Carter was there as well. Like, that, to me, that one minute just shows you what Marvel is doing right, which is because they've spent the time creating this universe through other movies, you can... You realise that they can just drop in these one to two minute clips every yep. movie and you just learn a little bit more about what happened in the past in between the time that Captain America was frozen and then Iron Man obviously starting us off on this new trip. Well, it goes to what I was saying last week. It's a giant television series. It's yeah. the most expensive television series ever made, but it's it's this giant television series where you know every episode you, you learn a, a little something about someone else or mm. you go a little further on in the, in the in the journey. Yeah, that's very true. And look, I um, I I was very surprised. I loved it. And it, I have to admit, it got me even more hyped for Civil War. And I think it is the perfect movie that does lead into Civil War as well, given the... I, and Ultron. I, I even, and Ultron. Yeah, that's, actually, that's too. I, but I did also watch right until the end of the credits, where they, they <laughs> yep. actually it is the promo bit for Civil War. And I went, yep. oh, okay, that's really cool what just happened. And... You know, that was really fun. But, yep. um, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, that's what we've been playing and what we've been watching. If you're on the YouTubes or if you're uh, what, uh, listening along out there, comment on the bottom. Let us know what you've been playing and what you've been watching. Or even leave us your suggestions of what we should actually be playing or watching. I think that's something we should take in. Um, we, oh, yeah. The, the more suggestions, the merrier. Yeah, because we don't already have enough time to fill in our weeks with all this stuff. But we'll try and get to them. And I think, you know... it. Even the suggestions... Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll make time for our listeners. Well, I made time for Ant-Man. And yep. you suggested Ant-Man, and I made time, and... You didn't waste your time, I though, didn't did waste you? my time. I will admit I did have to stay up a bit later than I probably would have planned to that night, <laughs> but it was totally worth that two-hour investment. Great. Of course, over the weekend, we did have to celebrate Anzac Day, mm-hmm. um, so we just want to make a quick mention of that, as well as the death of Prince during the week. Those were some of the That's big... pretty sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad. We just want to make mention of those, even though they aren't really... Uh, the gaming and movie world, but we just kind of want to make mention of those things well, on our podcast. Prince has touched on the movie world. So yeah, and you know, and I also kind of say pop culture. Probably yeah, he's Prince's. definitely pop culture. So yeah, we, I think he's he, the prince. Of okay, pop I retract what I said, and uh, we just. <laughs> oh my god! But I retract what I said, and now uh, we will continue on with. The news and uh, continuing the news, the news uh, much like Channel uh, Nine getting back their crews from Lebanon. We are now going to uh, take part. <laughs> I don't know where this segue is going. Exact same way. That's exactly <laughs> how we're we're getting onto the this news. Is, this is how I kind of view our podcast. We Hopefully, are after six- this, we're going to get saved. Yeah, we're the sixty minutes crew, and we're being saved from Lebanon right now. And uh, we're going to get onto the news. So, keep, keeping on with week two, we're going to start off with the games and starting off with a. Board game, oh, Danny. Another another board game, Dark Souls. You know that game. That's mm-hmm. not a board game, but there is a Kickstarter for the Dark Souls board game on Kickstarter at the moment. It's only been going for about a week. Really? Yep. They wanted to raise fifty thousand dollars to get this <sighs> thing published. They have already surpassed four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow! In less than a week. They had nearly. What's hit. that? A thousand percent. I've got, got the link right here. I'm gonna just gonna. I'm, just, I'm gonna click the link. And, and you can find the, the link just by googling. I'm gonna guess Dark Souls board game. Dark Souls board game Kickstarter, Kickstarter. is the first one, and we're gonna have a quick look as soon as my uh, slow internet decides to load. But you've played Dark Souls before, have you? Have you ever played it, or have you watched people play it? I've watched people play it. I haven't actually played it myself. I will say, call that me a noob, but I don't think I want to torture myself that much. You filthy casual. You yeah. filthy casual. I have played it. No, look at this. Holy crap. They are 10 days in and they have now surpassed $1.5 million. $1,542,000. No, wait, wait, wait. 1.5 million pounds. Oh. So that's that's probably, a lot more than I thought. That's, that's only three, closer to that, 3 million. That's closer to 3 million Australian A lot of dues. people really want the Dark Souls board game. A lot of people want to be raped by a cardboard box, essentially. Have that's, you... I have a question. Have you... Are you interested in a little 
Dark Souls the board game? See, I am. Me, personally, I would be, but that's a board game that I know that I am not buying for my wife, my wife's friends, and people who don't sit down to play board games like they would a computer game. Because that's like that strikes me as a 10-hour board game. No, it, it actually is not going to be... I see, here's the thing. I don't think it'll be a 10-hour board game. Having a look at the reviews and the previews that I've seen online, because they just um, actually were previewing this at PAX East, yep. uh, which just went on, on over the weekend, and we'll be mentioning yeah, that Yeah, I was going to say very, there's some, very some news shortly. from there, I believe. Yeah, there's a lot of news. Well, there's some, some pretty interesting stories coming out of there at the moment. But what they've actually shown is it's actually not that long of a board game, but it is a brutal board game that has a yep. lot of replayability. So you're probably looking at anywhere from around about 60 to two hour, sixty minutes to two hours. Okay, that's a little um, shorter than I was expecting. Yes, but the thing is... I was expecting don't more ex- that Monopoly kind Don't of. expect to win the board game is essentially <laughs> what they're saying right now. Okay, that's, that's, that sounds very Dark Souls. Yeah, so that's the thing. So very excited to see that that game is getting published. Good to see that people are getting behind these kind of projects. Um, this is why we're leading into what... Uh, some people are calling the renaissance of the board game era at the moment due to the amount of stuff, and it is fantastic. Moving on to the next news, though, as I mentioned before, Rocket League Hoops has been released today as of April 26th, and my God, if is, you... Is that across all platforms? It is across all platforms. PS, uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, the X-Bone, uh, and PC. Every one of them should have X-Bone. it now. X-Bone. And... Um, it is fantastic. They've also released, on top of that, they've also released um, some NBA flags as well as new toppers, new hats, um, and a content I do like my collectibles. Yeah, we all love our collectibles and uh, Rocket League. Certainly aren't afraid to hand them out. I mean, I played five games of hoops and I earned five things. Antennas, uh, toppers, hats, and all that kind of I, stuff. I can't, I, I can't even think of a game where I haven't won something. Yeah, that's there, but there's so much. And now the way that they, the way that they started off doing it is they actually kind of originally went, these are what we have in this patch, and if you play them, you're going to earn them. However, what they now is they have common, rare, and very rare in each patch. So you'll get a lot of commons, and you may earn the same topper twice now, oh, but you may not weird. receive the rare or the very rare ones at all. So there's, but I want them. Well, you're going to have to play more. And that's ah, the thing, because Rocket League doesn't have any microtransactions other than the DLC packs, which are just for new cars for licensing. So the Back to the Future DeLorean and is the one. Batmobile the Batmobile is one. Batman vs. Superman. Um, so, yeah, exactly right. So those kind of DLCs and um, a couple of other things. I, I want some more ships. I want some more uh, interesting interesting cars. Well, the good thing is give that... Me a, give me a TIE Fighter or an X-Wing. Yeah, That'd well, be the, fun. the game's been out for about eight months now, and the developers are certainly still doing a lot for the board. Uh, for the game so I think if you're only if you're worried about this game's going to go away it's not going away anytime soon yes so uh, good, to, good to see that you're on it uh, moving on though and to another piece of gaming news Mirror's Edge Catalyst or Mirror's Edge 2 I should say has been delayed until early June of this year the 7th in NA and the 9th in EU that's not the first time it's been delayed though, no this is, is like it? the second or third time it's yeah. been pushed back and June, uh, one of the things that you know made Mirror's Edge stand out from the crowd in the original one I should say was the fact that you could actually play the entire bo- the entire game without actually firing a shot you could get through the entire game of just running and then doing it it's kind of like Parkour on parkour crack. on crack, exactly right. And so, if you've never they, played, they talked about this at last E3, didn't they? Yeah, and what they did was they talked about it and they said, you know, you will be able to fight enemies in a more fluent way than you have ever done before. And a lot of people's warning bells went, "Whoa, that's not why I play Mirror's Edge, guys. I don't play it to fight people. I play to run." And that's the whole idea: is that they're runners. They never fight unless they are absolutely forced to, and that's the point because they don't have guns. They just they run. That's their whole idea. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah. So hopefully, well, hopefully less excited now that I have to wait. Well, hopefully delays mean that they're actually sorting their stuff out. That's what I'm hoping it means. Um, I loved the original Mirror's Edge. Well, de- delays is a good thing. I'd rather a delay than a bad game. I'd rather wait another true. two months, three months, than get a game that isn't ready yet. Yeah, and that we could have an entire discussion on that kind of that topic of people going, I want it now, or do I wait three months? And that's a whole other kettle of fish that we're not bothering to we'll open up. set up a little uh, debate at one point. You know what? We could actually have a special debate. We'll have to get someone in here. I reckon that could be a really fun idea, the debate cast. I think that'll be good. And uh, patent pending out there, guys. <laughs> don't steal our idea. We not, don't have a lot, so when we do, we want to hold on to them. Not that we uh kind of stealing this idea from anyone else. 
but uh, not probably a non- everyone else. Probably <laughs> everyone else. We're, we're not. Well, there's the first no way we're smart enough to go on with this kind of thing. No, I'll at least come up with it originally. But uh, look, we talked about Pax East. Let's actually have a quick chat about Pax East and some of the news that came out of it. So, if you don't know what Pax is, Pax stands for Penny Arcade Expo, and they're a series of uh, essentially gaming expos similar to Supernova in, in Australia. Um, PAX does get held in Melbourne once a year. Um, it's a, a weekend-long event. goes from Friday to Monday and is fantastic. I've never been, but I've... Uh, Until next year. I'm hoping to go next year and we'll go as part... Of, probably go as part of the podcast, I think. we should. Oh, I think that sounds fun. I think we should totally do it. Um, but so, essentially, um, a lot of developers will bring some news to these kind of events. They'll drop uh, posters, trailers, all these kind of stuff. Um, and... This is what we're going to talk about, what's come out of PAX East. So PAX being in the Washington side, that kind of area. I think it's over in Orlando. I think that's where it is, or Boston, one of the two. I can't remember which one it is. But first piece of information that we have, Borderlands 3. If you've ever played the Borderlands, the uh, the loot dropper I'm a big simulator. Fan. I'm a big Borderlands fan. Well, good for you, Danny, because Borderlands 3 has now been teased. However, they have said it's probably not going to be called Borderlands 3. It could be called something else. So I actually had a discussion today with a friend. And I was saying they're going to announce it at E3, and I, 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 I have a feeling it's closer than we think. Ooh, what you reckon they could do? What they did with kind of Fallout last year? Yeah, I'm going to drop I'm predicting Fallout, like a December, Fallout January Shelter. release. They're just going to throw it out there. Yep. Well, that could be interesting to see. The next bit of I'm probably n- wrong, but I hope. Well, let's hope for your sake. The next bit of news that we have is, of course, the Warcraft movie got itself a new poster revealing one of the female orcs. Yep. Um, so just kind of standard stuff there. You know, the hype train is currently moving along, coming into Warcraft. I hope that movie's going to be good. I wasn't the biggest fan of their last trailer. I just didn't like I the... haven't been a fan of many of their trailers yet, to I be didn't honest. Mo- well, I don't mind what they're doing with it, but just that song. That song in the last trailer. Why? Just... They're trying to. Uh, I know they're trying to build a, a games renaissance the same way they had a comic book superhero renaissance in film. I don't think it's going to be Warcraft. I think it's going to be Assassin's Creed. But we don't have a good movie based on a game ever. That's yet. why they're trying to build it. It's it's such an untapped market. Yeah, I know. Uh, but the, to me, all the big big cinematic um, ideas. Where are they? Where where are they? I mean, I think uh, Warcraft has the potential to be good. I yep. like Duncan Jones. Yeah, yeah, um, no. he's a he's a good director. Moon was uh, fantastic. Yep, um, I, I, I I'm a big fan of his, but I just I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know as well. I hope War- it looks okay. It looks what I expect a Warcraft movie to be. And you know, people are saying, "Oh, it's not the same lore. It's never going to be the same lore because you have to adapt it for a screenplay." It's play. pretty similar. It's, it they're, is. They're but... pitching it as a prequel to the Warcraft. Oh, well, so yeah. this is uh, a lot of the elements of the movie have happened before any of the games. Right, okay, so we'll see how that one ends up going. Um, but uh, look, I hope, look, more more Warcraft stuff in general is good for me. I'm quite a fan of it. Moving on, though, Rock Band. Did you know that's still a thing? Yes. Well, um, I didn't. My, my co-host from uh, the Dan and Mitch show. Oh, yeah. Um, Mr. Mitch, he's a big uh, rock band or guitar hero. He's a guitar hero fan. He's a guitar he's hero, a guitar fan. hero fan. Well, so, yeah. too bad he's not a fan of rock band because rock band four is getting expansion coming out this summer, which is actually our winter because yep. summer means the American. But it actually is now adding in online multiplayer into rock band. That wasn't a thing before. I apparently not. Thing? Apparently not. You could always have local multiplayer, but huh. the internet l- multiplayer was never really a thing. And I think that comes down to latency and all that kind of stuff because if you think about it if the where who hosts the game yeah and considering that's a game about milliseconds of pushing buttons yeah how do how does it register do you well maybe maybe it streams locally and then it just throws a score at the end and it tries to kind of sync those scores up as close as they can but you're still playing on a local version and after it collects your score at the end then it throws Mm. it across yeah, I don't know. That's going to be very interesting, though, because you'd probably want to see what your other band is doing. And Well, that, I imagine it would just be a, a, like a couple of seconds delay. Yeah, I know, but in a game like is. Rock Band, that could be... That's the difference of a big score. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> right. So, look, Rock Band's still getting supported by uh, its family, so that's a good thing to see. Um, the... What are your thoughts on those general... Uh peripheral based games see I I used to work at EB Games during the Guitar Hero 3 hype of Oort 2008 of Oort 8 so I was there a when lot of hype around a that. lot of hype <laughs> and I will admit we had the Guitar Hero 3 when it first came out and I like them but they're, they're party games right there's not there's maybe 
2% of players will play the game by themselves at yeah, home. Even that might be generous. And even that might be generous. Like, you know, if you think about it, right? Did you have did you have Guitar Hero 3? No. You didn't? Oh, well. But I played it you at parties. And you played it at parties. <laughs> and that's the thing. So did we. And the other thing was when we got it, I had brothers to play with. So at least you could, I could justify playing that game with my brothers because then we made it a bit of a competition. But I never really went home and whipped out the plastic guitar by myself. And I think that's one of the things that is lacking is that unless you, it feels too much like work sometimes. And I think that's one of their big issues. I, I agree. It's, it's, it's slightly different from when you feel like, oh, I really want to play the game. Like yeah. every now and then I go, I really want to play Witcher. I never have that. I really want to play Guitar Hero or Rock Band. Yeah, but it, in a fun environment where everyone's playing and it's a thing. Yeah, it's a social. It's a social it game. It's a party game, and I think that's where it gets its best, um, its best um, memories from. And I think you know, yeah. and it, it really has shown that. That's why no one really, you know, it doesn't hold the market share that it once did. I mean, there was a, you know, every three months there was a new Guitar Hero expansion, and then all and the sing alongs too, and they the sing along, and yeah, they, but they have just died off something fierce now because no yeah. one really wants to play them anymore. That gimmick is kind of old and people the are moving on to the new gimmick is VR. Well, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to get my hands on some actual VR. I've actually... I'm going to give a cross plug to one another podcast. If you want to listen to guys in Australia who have the HTC Vive, the Valve one, go over and check out the podcast We Press Play from WePressButtons.com. Two of their guys are one of the first two people to get Vives in Australia. I hate them already. And so do I. They're great guys, and we have some great Rocket League players, but go check them out as well after this podcast if you want to learn more about them. Listen to us first, but definitely then go check them out. Big shout out to those boys. Anyway, moving on from Rock Band and moving into the horror region. Have you ever played the Outcast series? No, uh, horror games scare me to death. They do meet... They they scare me uh, basically to death as well, but I need to give uh, some props out out of PAX East the uh, boys from Outcast 2 they've bring, brought their first playable demos for people and apparently it is scary as buggery no thank you so, stay away from that but uh, look if you, that is your cup of tea um, that is something that you may want to have a look at so uh, is, that, is that VR is I don't think it's VR I think it does have VR integration that you can play it on it but I don't think it's built specifically for VR at the moment because I've played a couple of horror games recently I, I stopped playing Alien Isolation oh, because as soon as I saw, first saw the Alien I threw my controller against the it's across scary. the room and I'm like nope it's a scary game it's Alien Isolation I tried playing I just look I'm a chicken and I know I'm a chicken and look that's just who I am let's be chickens together let's be chickens together and move on to something funny shall we Danny oh please the final piece of gaming news that I have for you this week comes out of PAX East as well and this will make you laugh Overwatch you know that game that I was talking, telling you about I do well Overwatch had their uh, well they had a they had a promo there. They, had a, they had a booth they had all that kind of good stuff they also had a truck a big American truck a Dodge Ram I think it was okay. and it was huge it crashed outside the convention center. <laughs> of course. Someone ran it into another truck, into another car, and they crashed the Overwatch truck. Uh, on a separate issue, I'm very excited for Overwatch. <laughs> well, free publicity is good publicity, <laughs> apparently, and uh, they didn't haven't heard anything about the game except good things. And um, again, some of the uh, the first reviews of people playing it at PAX who weren't part of the beta weekend are giving it good thumbs up. It's good, it's bright, it's colourful, the gameplay is fun. Honestly, cannot wait. Stop telling me about it. I want to play it. Yeah, so do I. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the gaming section, and we're going to move on to our movie slash TV section. And, uh, Danny, it's the week of the trailers, mate. Oh, my gosh, there's a lot of trailers. Uh, We actually had a list of, like, seven trailers, but I had to cut down half of them because we had too many trailers to talk about. That's what I was about to say. It's like, we're about to talk about four of them, but we could have talked about about eight of them this week. At least, at least. I tried to uh, cut it down to some of the uh, more nerdy trailers, if you will. All right, well, why don't you start us off? I want to start us off with, uh, it's probably the least nerdy, and we'll move on to the most nerdy. Alrighty. But we'll start off with uh, Magnificent Seven. Ah, uh, yes, I saw this one. This has got uh, actually a pretty decent cast a in it. very decent cast. Some Denzel Washington, some Chris Pratt. It's got Vincent D'Onofrio. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Ethan Hawke. It's, it's going to be a fantastic movie. I mean, I don't. I never watched the original one. I've never seen the original Magnificent Seven, but I do it's know, that, I do know that that's good. also based on a Japanese film, which is Seven the Samurai. Seven Samurai. So it's kind of a story that By people Kurosawa. talk about. So, but... 
I, I know nothing about this watching the trailer and it got me excited. Oh, you're in for a treat. Chris Pratt was kind of being a bit Chris Pratty. If I, you in know, all like, honesty, I only hope I ever see a Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt. Because <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoy his ridiculousness. Yeah, but he actually kind of seemed a bit more like, like rugged, I guess. A bit I mean, more angry? Yeah, a bit angrier than we've seen. And there was a couple of really good action shots of what appeared to be, you know, uh, Wild Wild West fighting. I did like the trailer. Like, this is a this is a, a trailer where they can get away with doing that kind of music and syncing the action to it the beat. It really well. Well, um, you know, pop pop songs to, uh, um, you know, trailers is the new is the new thing. Yeah. Well, this is actually the uh, the Rising Sun, the, yeah. tra- the, tra- the House of the Rising Sun in the background, yeah. but not the original version, some kind of... Uh, remix. Remi- well, not even remix. I think it's just some, some other recording of just to kind of make it sound more westerny. And I know that's <laughs> kind of that song is kind of that feel anyway, but they, the arrangement... It's really westerny. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll stick on to action. Mm-hmm. We'll start to get into Jason Bourne. Uh, love me some Matt Damon. Yep. Or is it Jeremy Renner? No, it's definitely Matt Damon. I know. I said. I think the we've ignored. The, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've ignored the Jeremy Renner uh, film for now. Look, I didn't mind it. It just wasn't. It just wasn't a Bourne film. That's just the easiest way. Like, to I like Jeremy Renner, and I liked it. I would have liked that film yeah. a lot more if they just called it Jeremy Renner kicking ass. I would have thoroughly enjoyed that film. But yep. they tried to make it a Bourne film, and Bourne is a certain type of character in a yep. certain type of situation, and it's kind of him against the world, and I like that, and. Yep. To me, the Jeremy Renner one just didn't kind of hit the same beats. Let's be honest. There is something very, very, very satisfying about watching Matt Damon just kick the crap out of some dudes. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. And I'm really excited. I mean, um, Jason Bourne was one of those trilogies that I came into watching the second movie wow. first. Wow, okay. I never watched the original Jason Bourne when it first came out. I don't know why. It just probably didn't hook me at the time. Sure. Then the second It's a much slower film than the yeah, the, the follow-ups. Yeah, having what, gone back and watched it now, that's what I realized, but I remember the well, they made the sequel and I'm like, well, this it must be good enough to get a sequel and done well enough so then I watched the second. Then I went back and rewatched the first. Wow. And then when the third one came out, I was all over the third one. I was like, the Jeremy Renner one it, it felt different. Yeah, it just it didn't hook me. I didn't no. really feel excited to watch it just cuz I kind of went, you know what? I get what they're trying to do. But it's just not the same. So I'm glad to see that they've got Matt Damon back. Well, and Matt he's Damon's not... always said he would come back if Paul Greengrass came back to direct. And Paul Greengrass said, I don't want to do another one. Eventually, they just backed a truckload of money up yep. on his front lawn and said, how about this much? And he's like, yeah, I'll do another one. Okay. And now Matt Damon's But back. it looks pretty good. It looks a lot. It looks very gritty. Yep. It's got that style that they originally had. It's a Paul, it's, well, it's Paul Greengrass. It's all, all yeah. in his style. He directed two yep. th- and three. Which intensified things yeah. a, a little bit and uh, just made it a little bit more exciting. Very exciting there. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll link all these trailers in the uh, in the description. Yeah, we'll, on the we'll YouTube. drop the links. So check out the links below. Also, um, Independence Day. I got so excited by Independence Day <laughs> resurgence. I was one. I'm one of those people who I'm so hoping to God that this is going to be a good film. And everything that I've seen so far kind of makes me happy that I think we're going to get it. I'm not so sure, but I hope you're right. See, and I, here's one of the things. I realized that the that the first Independence Day was Earth at 1999 levels, or around the 1990, wherever it was, at that 1996, I think it was released. 96, yeah. 96. It was mid-90s Earth. How would we beat a technic- technologically superior alien race? So there was a lot of relatability there, and I get that. Yeah. However, there is something very satisfying to me to see spaceship battles that look like actual spaceship battles. Like I could, Im- yeah. I could imagine Earth creating these kind of fighters, and that's how we would protect Earth. I think it's something very satisfying to me about. That. I, I I hope it's good, but to me, the the film was a real product of its time. Yeah, the film really came as the action film was starting to slow down. Right, as we started to move away from the standard, con- the action, con- you know, the, the standard action film. Punch one guy, move on, punch another yeah, guy. Yeah, and suddenly we're like, okay, how about if we do that, but with spaceships that blow up buildings and cities? Yeah, oh, well, that's the iconic shot of them blowing up the White Absolutely. House. Absolutely, I mean, and that was really, I mean, they've done it a few times before, but never nearly as successful, so yeah. it captivated an entire audience. But since then, every single superhero film you now destroys a city. Yeah. Man of Steel destroyed a city. Ultron, there was a city gone. Yeah. 
Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Every, Apocalypse, the X Men yeah. Apocalypse film looks yeah, like it is kind of half the world's going to get destroyed. So I, I think the the shock and awe of it, I just don't know if that impact is there anymore. Well, look, again, we're two sides of the same coin, and I really hope that it is good. But I do, I also know that. I hope it's good. I, 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 I also will know take been, my hat off to you. I, if it's I good. have been burnt before. Yeah, and th- that brings us um, coincidentally to our next trailer, which we've already mentioned. X-Men Apocalypse. Yes. The final trailer. This is the fourth trailer. Yeah. Well, it's the third trailer because there was a teaser, trailer one, trailer two, trailer three. So the fourth trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. They yeah. haven't... It's the fourth trailer. They kind of started off at Super Bowl, at Super Bowl in February. Yeah. And every month from then, April... Uh, so March, May, April, and May, they've released a trailer this every month This is the first since. trailer that's gotten me excited, though. Why? I felt like every other trailer has been too bombastic. Okay. This trailer felt like I was getting a bit more story. I was yep. kind of starting to understand what was happening. Mm. There was a bit more focus on the younger X-Men characters, who are the characters I care more about. And yeah. it, it felt a little bit more intimate. I felt like I was kind of with the characters a little bit more instead of just, here's a scene, here's one second, here's another second, here's another second yeah, of all okay. these unfinished CG shots. This is the first time I go, oh, okay, so I'm starting to plot put put the movie together so maybe something happens with Xavier and they all have to you know X-Men up well, may- that seems great well, may- maybe something happens after he you know uses uh, Cerebro to look for ap- Apocalypse you know ap- yeah. Apocalypse after that maybe something happens well, I-, I feel I will- like the trailer we've only seen the first half of the film yeah, I and really get that impression and that's probably my worries about X-Men Apocalypse at the moment being that I've only seen which is essentially there are four horsemen of the apocalypse, and there are four mutants that follow apocalypse. He destroys the world, and the X-Men are going to save him. I don't know what the actual the, the twist is, or I don't know... And not that I, I need to I've know... i a bit of an idea. Not that I need to know the twist. Well, if you've read the comics, you may have a good starting point, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm never, a big I'm, fan of the X-Men comics. I've I haven't, I haven't read that one. So, But as far as I can... As a guy who just... I loved Days of Future Past. That was fantastic. Um... And I really like what they did with X-Men First Class as well. Yep. I enjoyed yep. that kind of story arc. Looking at it, I just kind of look at it and go, I don't know what I'm seeing here uh, that I haven't seen before. But in saying that, it's Brian Singer, who wrote X-Men 1, uh, sorry, directed X-Men 1, X-Men 2, Days of Future Past, and First Class, did he? Or did he no, did... that was Brian, uh, Michael Vaughn. I'm sorry, it Matthew was, it was Vaughan. Matthew Vaughn. But he did Brian. Days of Future Past, and I and X-Men 2 was still one of my all-time favorite X-Men movies. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I can get you a bit more excited for it. Again, I'm okay. not, no spoilers, no spoilers. All right, okay. But... It, one of the big focuses of the film now is Cyclops. Yep. It's a young Gene. You've got a young Storm. Yep. You've still got Beast in there. They've, they're introducing Angel. They're introducing yep. a young Nightcrawler. This is the closest version we're going to get to the 90s cartoon series. Yeah, actually, This yeah, is okay. the version where You're we've right. got the X-Men as we all know and love them. Yep, okay, that makes sense. So, to me, this is the, the best X-Men that I think uh, everyone's excited for kind of put into a single film. And... From, again, some stuff that... I, a couple of photos I've seen online, a couple of things I've, I've read about, I, I do... I am hoping what we've seen is really only the first half of the film. Yeah, okay, that's why I'm all the action to. scenes we've seen are, are pretty similar. They, they're in a very similar location. They're very similar matchups. The same characters are fighting each other in all yeah, these okay. trailers. We're, we're seeing uh, other angles or other sides of the fight, but we haven't really seen much new footage They've only showed us like two or three main locations. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. And I will say, I will say in the new trailer, they have shown us more destruction of different locations. Yep. Shout out to the uh, opera house getting absolutely mangled in yep. the. So that was something. But whether or not that happens, I, I'm a bit more skeptical about apocalypse than I was. But in saying that, I'm still very hopeful because Days of Future Past was a fantastic film. I just think that the advertising campaign has not been the best for this film. I, I agree. I think they, they got off on the wrong foot and they've since been kind of trying to chase themselves. But at mm. the same time, the last shot of the trailer was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Schick. Yeah, it was. That, that got me excited. Yeah. And look, it, look, it's no spoiler. I mean, people are saying that this is a spoiler, but it's a trailer for God's sake. And so if you don't know, yeah. it's basically, they've hinted that Wolverine's going to be in the movie. They've more but, than hinted it. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. They've shown you that the claws are there, but the thing is, he's only going to be there 
for five minutes if maximum. That, it's going yeah. to be similar to the whole idea of I'm looking for answers. Oh, the kids in the way. I know who these kids are. Maybe, maybe Professor X reaches out to Wolverine to come and help the kids or something, and that's why he's there. Maybe that's what happens. But look, you know, look, Hugh Jackman. He's going out with a bang at the moment. He's got his last X. He's got his last Wolverine Wolverine movie coming out next year. I think it is. Hopefully, based off Old Man Logan is the is the prediction. Yeah, and that's it's a big comic book. Yeah, and so uh, if you haven't read that series, like I haven't, but I do know that it's about essentially. The death of Wolverine, I think, or like how when he's an old man. It's, it's about it's it's look it's, it, the, it's the you read old man Logan. Read you, old man Logan. Yeah. I don't want to I, I don't okay. want to say anything more than that. But it's obviously it's a it's, it's set you know fifty sixty years later. Yep. and he's this old decrepit. Well, do I you mean, as decrepit as Wolverine. Do you reckon they'll go. actually bring in another person to play Wolverine if they continue X Men movies? No. And you do you want me to tell you why? Why? Because they've got another character who's uh, more it, interesting. X twenty three. Is this the girl with the? the yeah, okay, I know who she claws. is. Yeah. She's amazing. She's such a great, great character in the comics. Yeah, X twenty three is essentially the new Wolverine, and that's actually she, it, she's kind of a you know she's a, a female version of, of Wolverine. Yeah, she's just as aggressive. She's this small, seemingly innocent-looking girl who yeah. goes feisty and aggressive in a second. And I don't want to say much more about it because there have been uh, rumors of her coming in. The next Wolverine film, yeah, which is so what I want to save uh, and, and and taper expectations of that character. That's pretty good. We sh- we will give a quick shout out to the other trailers. Two of the other trailers we didn't review, but they are of course the founder, which is the McDonald's trailer, yep. which is starring Michael Keaton and uh, guy who plays Ron Swanson. I can't remember his name from Parks and Rec, uh, but there's also the new Adam Sandler and. Uh, I deliberately David, chose to d- take d- that and off David the list. Spade Netflix direct uh, which... the Do Over, which. Given Adam Sandler's latest trend of movies, none of us are going to be watching and none of us would even be liking even if we did. Please don't watch that film. We want to get... uh... Look, I just want to leave my memories of Adam Sandler at Happy Gilmore. Is that too much to ask? I think that's... Uh, I I think his heyday is 20 years ago. Yeah, pretty much, I think. Not not to be too negative. I'm I'm glad he's still, you know, making money and making movies, but I just haven't cared about a product that he's been involved in for a Even Pixels. Pixels should have been something I really cared about. I had no interest in Pixels, really. Honestly, Pixels made me furious. Yeah, but look, let's not it get. Was, it felt like it was it was meant, it was targeted and aimed for us. It was targeted for the gamers, made for the gamers. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was made by people who didn't understand any I, of the characters. To me, it felt like, and I know we're diverging from recent news. Let's but diverge. It, but Pixels and Adam Sandler, it felt like they knew they were advertising to the gamers. They said, "This is Pixels. This is all the '80s nostalgia. This is what you have." But it felt like they go. That is just all you're going to get, though. The actual story itself, everyone just kind of went, eh. Yeah. Like, there was nothing there to keep me hooked other than Cubert was cute. Pac-Man did his Pac-Man-y stuff, and there was... You know, I chuckled. Cubert's always cute. I'd rather watch Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Wreck-It Ralph was probably closer to what um, I think Pixels wanted to be. Wreck-It Ralph did it right. Right, Yeah, and that's 100% true, but... uh, But that's just Disney, the powerhouse, that is. That's just the power of good writing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll move on with some uh, movie news. While we're yep. still talking about, I, I guess, uh, Disney, yep. um, we'll just... Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll scroll down on my... Oh, we'll scroll down because I've actually got the, uh, the list What here. we want to talk about is, uh, obviously, you know, Disney are involved in uh, Spider-Man 2. You've yes, got yes. Marvel, or Marvel specifically, Kevin Feige. Robert Downey Jr. Homecoming, this is yep. the one we talked about. This is Homecoming, what we talked about last week. Yep. Go, go watch our first episode if you haven't seen it. Robert Downey Jr. has now been confirmed as starring as in as Iron Man in Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, when they say starring, though, does that mean that he's just going to be as Iron Man maybe for a little bit, or is he actually going to have There's a main no role? There's no confirmation of how, how, how okay. much he's in the film. All right. Either way, you can guarantee he's going to be on the poster, and he's going to be a very large part of that poster. You reckon? Yes. Well, if you had a franchise that wasn't making as much money as it used to, Versus you have another franchise uh, that's making money constantly, yeah. Iron Man. Wouldn't you put Iron Man on your poster? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Especially on the first... Iron, Iron Man 3 made $1.5 billion. Especially on the first poster. Yeah, that's Maybe second or third one, you can start to maybe take the Iron Man references out of it. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I actually don't believe he'll be in it for very long at all, I but I still think he will be a major presence in the poster and the trailers. I think Iron They're Man They're going to use be... him as a draw card, yeah. but I, it's not going to be about him. Iron anymore. Man is going to be... 
the Nick Fury of the Phase 1. Like, yeah. Nick Fury pops in every so often for maybe 5 to 10 minutes in each of these in the lead-up to the Avengers, and that was it. Like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, like, oh, shit, Sam, Sam Jackson's back, right? But... He's not Sammy real. LJ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, old Mace Window. Mace Window, he's alive. Um, but, you know, he just... He can, and I think that's what Iron and I'll do with uh, RDJ. But uh, we both, I saw this as well. And the next piece of news that you're about to bring up, though, but they got RDJ at a price. Yes, they lost Michael Keaton. Now, these two things aren't necessarily connected, no, might no, I start I, with. I don't think they're connected um, at all. Michael Keaton was rumoured to be the, the villain of the, of the, of the piece. Yeah. Um, now, this comes to... Uh, um, uh, I, 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 I was really excited to see Spider-Man vs. Batman. But, you know what? Honestly, I'm just happy with Spider-Man and Robert Downey Jr., well, that's Spider-Man and Iron Man. I think that's considering, you know... That's what I said. <laughs> I think they're interchangeable at this point. Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, they're all they're all the same. So, I, well, Iron Man... Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Pretty yes, is, I, I, is I the way to say I don't think anyone is arguing that. Yeah, so... Look, Michael Keaton would have been good to have him back in a, in a superhero role. Uh, I'm not including Birdman. Birdman was... I know he's an ex-superhero trying to make a living, but... I'm, that was a drama. That was a hard drama. Look, that, you can't, Birdman, you can't Birdman wasn't a superhero movie, and I'm using the air quotes again that I yep. used last week. It was a superhero trying to be a person or trying to make it through the world, not a superhero trying to be a superhero. Well, I'd argue that he was never really a superhero. Yeah. It was all in his head. Maybe that's our first debate Maybe. topic for, for our debate. Part. Now, the other thing I want to touch on, this yep. is this is recent. Um, Jeff Goldblum was interviewed yep. and said recently that he's in talks or talking to mm. uh, someone about a superhero role. Now, when Ooh. I heard about this news of losing Michael Keaton, I glued it together with the other news that Jeff Goldblum, who's of a similar age, yep. a, you know, a, a similar presentation yep. to uh, Michael Keaton, so I think the, those two actors could potentially be interchangeable. So I'm going to take a guess. I'm, I'm calling it now. You're calling it now. Exclusive scoop. Exclusive scoop here on another nerdy podcast. Jeff Goldblum is going to be in Homecoming. That's my call. Look. That's my call. I don't think... Look, I don't think you're far off because everyone wants to be in a superhero movie at the moment. If only for the paycheck. If only... If only if for the, only if only for the repeated paycheck. Unless you're a villain, <laughs> yep. in which case you may only get one. But in saying that, the fact of now superhero movies, yes, they are a, like a you know a summer blockbuster, but they're respected now. Yep. And like you know, there used there was a time where you know people but would kind of go in a time when they weren't good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like you know, there was a time when people may not have picked up superhero roles because you're going, is it really worth it? But now. If someone offers you... I mean, look at Paul so, Rudd. Would, yeah. like, again, and we used this last week, and now I totally understand why he made a fantastic Ant-Man. But would you have <laughs> yep. ever have thought the guy from Friends, who was Phoebe's boyfriend, would have been a superhero? No. You would never have thought it, right? But he got ripped. He was the perfect role. The fight scenes were great. Well, I would have even said uh, Robert Downey Jr. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of his when I was younger. I've seen a few of his yeah. films. I never would have gone, that's a superhero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And... Now you cut like now he is Iron Man. He is Iron Robert Man. Downey Jr. and Tony Stark are one and the same in my opinion. Yeah, in the best possible way. Yeah, and I think that's fantastic. That um, on the subject of Robert Downey Jr. Um, also in a, in another interview recently, obviously yeah. he's doing tons of press for uh, Civil Captain War. America, Civil, yep. War. Civil War's coming up. He's mentioned that Sherlock Three is just around the corner. Could be getting shot this year. Oh, thank God! I really, really would like. More of him and Jude Law as Watson and uh, Sherlock. I really enjoy. It. I mean, I really like the BBC Sherlock. Oh yeah, but That's I a very like, different piece. They're but exactly, exactly. Pieces. That's the thing. A lot of people I know, and a couple of my friends, um, originally said they didn't like the original Sherlock, or I say Sherlock one from from RDJ and Jude sure. Law, because it wasn't Sherlock. It was yep. more actiony, and I understand why they did it that way because they had to take what was essentially known as a talkie. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a very big talkie, and then make it work on a big screen, and they did it. They did it in ways I thought was you very. Can also reference it's also based off a book. It is based off a book, <laughs> um, and I think they they did fantastic. And the way that, and I will say, Game of Shadows. I think the guy who played Moriarty was absolutely fantastic. Oh, he was chilling. He was so good, and I cannot wait if they are going to do number three this year. Uh, at least I, that, that, you, that I don't mean, think there'll be any. That, it won't, it won't, I don't think it'll be released this year. 
Certainly not. Well, I wouldn't be released till next year at the absolute earliest. Yep. And again, that's if it actually does start production this year. And it if they not. do, that would be fantastic. I'd love me some Sherlock. We'll, we'll, we'll move right along. Um, we've got some uh, Jungle Book news. Oh, more Jungle Book. More Jungle Book news. Radio. Um, firstly, I want to talk about, obviously, you know, Disney released uh, Jungle Book. I know we yes. talked about this already. Um, now, did you know Warner Brothers have yep. their own Jungle Book directed by Andy Serkis? It was filmed, I think, last year, mm. maybe even the year before that, using you know the motion capture yeah. that Andy Serkis is, is quite famous for. And that was otherwise done, and they were getting ready to release that originally this year. Disney have jumped the gun and obviously beat them to the punch, released a film that was incredibly successful, which we'll talk mm. about a bit more in, in just a moment. Yep. And basically what's happened now is Alfonso Cuaron... Mm-hmm. Um, has who directed Gravity? Yes, um, and a few other really good films. Uh, Children of Men is one of my favorite films. He directed that right. as well. Yeah, okay. Um, he's now been uh, hired as a consultant on Jungle Book Origins. So, what does a consultant mean? If they're basically we're in, nearly in ready Hollywood for terms, um, well, already the film's been pushed back to next year. So they haven't actually done production, or they are they, they the, the uh, production is co- is, is so done. They're just in All post the, at the moment. Yeah, they're in post. Okay. That said, obviously they've done motion capture, so the, so post is most of the film. Yeah, that's true. So okay. that's really where the the film is. So the film is still right. getting made, or polished, or tightened. Now, um, I just find that uh, really strange and really interesting. Now, a consultant can do a number of different tasks on a film, and a lot of films do get consultants by the directors, producers, writers, at various stages, and right. they don't often get reported on. So, you know, we can take this with a grain of salt if we otherwise choose to, but I do find it uh, pretty interesting that they've, uh, I think they're just trying to change the tone up. I think they expected the Disney Jungle Book film to be a, a little lighter in tone, and so they were kind of going the dark route, and now that they've seen the, or, mm. you know, they've Seen Jungle Book, like, this is actually pretty dark. They're trying to f- make sure that their film is different. That's that's my guess. Right, okay. That's my guess. I don't know how accurate that is, though. But that'd be very interesting to see. I mean, I, I don't know why Warner Brothers would have even gone for a Jungle Book. I know that Andy Serkis is practically the king of mocap. Um, well, it's it's based off the original book. The okay. Rudyard Kipling book is... Right. Everyone can make a film about it. Right. They announced that they were doing a Jungle Book Origins... Oh, it wasn't called Origins then. They were just doing a Jungle Book movie. Yep. And this was a very long time ago now, before the Disney film. So right. they had planned, we're going to do this, we're going to get this guy, it's going to be great. And then Disney, after that, said, well, we're going to do it. And then they did it, and they released it first. Well, that just comes down to Warner Brothers just being a bit slow there, really. I mean... Well, it's the same thing as, uh, you know, Batman vs. Superman was filming the same time Age of Ultron. Well, yeah, that's true. And look look at when these films get released. But that could also come down to they didn't do that specifically because they didn't want to compete with Age of Ultron. I mean, I've heard that argument. Instead, they wanted to compete with (laughs) Civil War, Uh, which is potentially now going to make even more money. But in saying that, they did release a whole month and a half before Civil War. So in saying that, the, the, the original date of release of Batman v Superman was the same weekend as Age of Ultron. No, no, it was the same weekend as Civil War. Was it? Oh, no, yes. it was too. Yes, They that... pitched it for the same weekend, yeah, and Marvel and basically announced, well, the film we've got in that, because Marvel went ahead and that's locked right, all these dates in and said, we're releasing a film on this date, this date, this date, this date, and this date. That's right, because they, right, they did the whole the switcheroo of, this is just a random Captain America film. I was like, psych, it's actually Civil War. Exactly, which yeah. is, a, a, you know, Avengers 2.5. Pretty now, much. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll cut that talk and that there because I still want to talk about Jungle Book a little bit more okay yeah I, I, Jungle Book sounds I'm really interested in this movie because well I, I mean origin. I'm, I'm very ex- I'm very excited and interested by Origins just because I really think Andy Serkis is amazing at that mocap stuff and I want to see what he can do mm. that said I want to talk about the other Jungle Book the Disney Jungle Book mm. the new one that's just come out alright okay um, uh, obviously it's it's second week in release yep. and Jungle Book has actually come out number one again in the box office Right. Two weeks so, running? Two, uh, two weeks running now. And it only dropped 40% in its second weekend. Which is pretty good for Which movies. is pretty good. Typically, your, your movies are going to be closer to 50% to okay. 60%. Right. Batman vs. Superman dropped even more than that. It was kind of closer to that 70% mark. Um, so that obviously being, if we had 1,000 people going the second weekend, only 300 people rocked up yeah, to see it. Okay, yeah. sort of thing. Um, and so now, so Jungle Book has stayed very strong, only dropping yep. 40%. Um, and uh, 
so that that's just great. That's just huge news, huge money for them. Now, the other thing that I think is very interesting is Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Disney did Zootopia as well. So you'd expect... Disney Animation Studios. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So Disney now have two films in the top five, Zootopia and Jungle Book. Right. The difference is Zootopia was released eight weeks ago. And it's currently number four in uh, the weekend box office in America. Wow. That's a... Uh, that's some legs. I can, some legs I can kind of understand that as well. Because the magic that Zootopia has, to me, radiates similar, but not on the same level as what Frozen had for the younger audience. I agree, but I, I genuinely thought more people would have gone to see Jungle Book. And see, that, I don't think that, so. That crowd would have eaten itself and they would have gone, well, we're not going to see Zootopia this weekend. Mm. We're going to go see Jungle Book. But they didn't. It's still it's still making money. It's crossed now, uh, worldwide, $900 million. Wow, for an animated movie. That is fantastic. Well, it's, it's a movie for everyone. It's a great film. See, but here's the thing. I will say that I'm actually not surprised that a lot of people didn't go and see Jungle Book. And the yeah. reason is, is because even though... No, yes, a lot of people... I mean, a lot a lot of people have seen well, no, it. It's a lot made of people seen big it. money. But in terms of the repeat and why Zootopia is still up there, is if you think about it this right, Jungle Book to a lot of people is an animated children's film. Yeah. Right? That's what it is, right? That's yep. what it was to me, that was what it to you and to a Absolutely. lot of people it was this thing of this animated cartoon world that had maybe a couple of scary moments for little kids, but it was fun. It had some songs. It had, you know, walking elephants and all this stuff. Whereas then Jungle Book, this one, Jungle Book, um, comes out, and it's not that. So it's something we recognize, but to a lot of people, it's uh, not what it's they It's making think. a lot of money, though. I know. It's, this is, it's one of its uh, the, the most successful um, live-action films. Yeah, it's, no, I, know, I think it's big. I just expected it to cannibalize Zootopia a lot more than it did. See, but that's the thing. They both stayed strong. They... Zootopia is like, is basically frozen light to me. Yep. Because it is, it captures a lot of that essence of, it, it, it brings a lot of, well, first of all, it brings a lot of adult references that kids will have no idea about. Like the entire theme of racism? The entire theme of racism, the Godfather whole, the whole Godfather scene. Yep. There was all of these Tons things. of stuff. It was littered throughout. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why it's still staying so strong is because adults are willing to go and see it a second or it's, a third time. It's, a, you it's, know a great, it's, it's like all the good Disney films, yeah. I think. All the good Disney films, there's layers of, of, of enjoyment and entertainment. Whether you're an adult, whether you're a teenager, whether you're a kid, it's layered of information. Now, we'll throw up plug uh, out to my channel yep Dan and Mitch the YouTube channel you can Dan and Mitch dot com Dan and Mitch dot com um, we, we've done a Zootopia a big uh, Zootopia discussion on there as well yeah I, I watch that as well I mean oh. I do like to catch up with you and uh, and Mitch and uh, watch, watch your stuff and I think um, you know just as you got onto Slitherio thanks to me that <laughs> the great all I that, all, all that, that crack and I'm sorry, but not sorry about that at the same point in time. I am very sorry that you did that. I wish you hadn't. I did that to my I, my uh, my colleague at work. I literally sent him an email saying, sorry about this, but also not sorry. And he just simply <laughs> replied to me said, well, I'm getting no work done today. Um, but yeah, I, I and I think, you know, Disney, again, yes, they are a huge corporation, but they do so well. And that's what they do. They, they, they throw money at the right people and say, give us a good product. And they're not afraid to yep. work in a way that allows them to get the most out of it. Like, they will delay if they need to. Disney doesn't like to delay, but they will if that means that well, they're going to get a better I'm product. telling you right now, this is going to be their, their biggest and best year ever. Already they've had Zootopia, which is going to reach a billion dollars. Yep. Already they've got uh, Jungle Book, which wouldn't surprise me if that reaches a billion dollars. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think also and a obviously, word of mouth. guess what else is coming out in Australia in two days? I don't know, Danny. What is coming out? A little film you might have heard of called Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, that's definitely going to reach a billion dollars. Oh, that's that's definitely going to reach a billion. dollars. In fact, if that doesn't reach one point two five, I think they'll count that as a what the hell. No, because that again, the that film wasn't. It didn't cost as much. It doesn't cost them as as much to make those yeah, films. Okay, yeah, okay. Their production schedules are so much tighter. Um, it's it's very specific what they shoot on the day. They're 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 a they're a machine now. Yep. They're a machine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end of the movie section of news. So we're going to get on to the final section here, which is what we do, which is our little homework corner for the week. And um, we're going to start off with the the movie section just at this point because we already know what is what is mandatory viewing for this week. I don't understand. Tell me more. So if you do not know, <laughs> and we were talking about it right then, is that Marvel Civil War, Captain America Civil War is 
viewing mandatory. We are going to see it on Thursday night. It is going to be one of those films. It was like Deadpool. You've got to see it on the night. You've got to be there because there is going to be twists. There is going to be information you're going to want to know coming in and to I'll, the next, next couple of I will of say one thing. Um, a lot of the, uh, the uh, um, critics who have already seen the film have absolutely loved and raved the film about the film and they've said that trailers have shown you nothing. And that is absolutely... And what, what I've heard as well is that Yes, we all know that there is a big battle scene at the end, and the payoff is worth it. But the entire payoffs, I believe, uh, all the reviews I've read have said payoffs. Okay. There's multiple payoffs. That's fantastic. But what it, what I've also heard is really good is that this does. It is first and foremost a Captain America movie. Yep. It is going to you are going to be spending a lot of time with Bucky, with uh, Captain America, and with Falcon. Those three characters you're going to be spending a lot of time with because it is yep. their movie, and, and I think that's what I'm looking forward to because. Age of Ultron and Avengers, it's huge in scale. Yeah. It really is huge in scale. But it's not intimate. It's not intimate. and But that's fine for that movie. Yeah, I'm, but I'm Captain not... America, this is me complaining. <laughs> no, but Captain America is one of those films where it breaks down that character and leading yeah. into the Civil War and then going into Infinity War. And <laughs> oh, my God. I it's going to be good. Um, from, for the gaming this week, and just because Hoops has been released... If you haven't, you must play Rocket League. It's still $15, $15 or $20 on Steam. It's been released for about eight months, and I've sunk over 400 hours into this game already. I'm getting behind that recommendation as well. And I think it's not its not a new game. There's actually was not a lot of really new releases that I would recommend this week, and I was having a look for a couple, but in the end, Hoops has been released. Rocket League is addicting. It's great fun. Honestly, any time that you play, Danny will attest to this, the first time you play Rocket League... Anytime you get close to the goal, you start screaming like a little girl. Yeah, that's true. It is, and you, it is fantastic. So if you've got to get on that, please do. We highly recommend it. But uh, even with the little breaks, we're coming pretty close to an hour here, Danny. I think we're about ready to uh, to wrap up. I've got nothing more to say. Uh, me neither. Before we get going, is there any shout-outs that you'd like to give? Any plugs? Anything that you would like to do, as always? Uh, I'll, I'll plug myself at, at yep. this stage. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Danny Beaton, and I can also. Did you only just start that Twitter account? No, I've had it for a while. I just don't use it. Okay, but well, I'll start to for this. Okay, for good because I uh, good because I was going to say I needed to put your Twitter in, but I couldn't on Stitcher the other day because I didn't know what it was. Well, now I've got a Twitter. So oh, that's all good. At Danny Beaton for Twitter. Yep. Uh, alternatively, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Dan and Mitch. Yes, and of course, my Twitter is at GameStar Neva. You can find me on uh, YouTube at Neva TV, where this will be uh, posted. Also, uh, we now have the uh, podcast up on Stitcher, which is the Android app. We still don't have approval from iTunes yet, but that Ba-boom. is com- that is coming. So as soon as it is up on iTunes, you'll be able to subscribe and get our, uh, our lovely podcast for your listening pleasure on your iPhones. Won't even have to worry about going through uh, the uh, the YouTubes. But if you are watching this on YouTube and you've made it this far, guys, hit that likes and subscribe button. Do leave, it. Leave, Do us, it. leave us a comment. Uh, let us know what you've been playing, any recommendations, any of those other things that you think we should get. Uh, we should be having a look at playing at all that kind of goodness. Until next week, though, guys, this has been another nerdy podcast with Neva and Danny. I was Neva. And I'm Danny. And uh, we will see you next week on another nerdy podcast. Peace out.